Um, I just want to say everything you said about Home on the Range is how I feel about Chicken Little. Everything that I said about Home on the Range, I feel about Chicken Little, except for Chicken Little's worse. Alright, welcome back everyone to another episode of Garage Media. I am once again an always gunner. This is Sam. And we are back with Disney once again. We've just taken over as the Disney podcast. I was just about to make a comment about it, how <laughs> Disney has consumed our lives at this point. We are the Disney podcast all of a sudden. And I'm not complaining. No, of course not. Because who doesn't love Disney? Some people. Some people. They're out there. Really? I, I think. I mean, statistically, there's gotta be, I think. I'm not, I'm not, I don't do statistics though. You know, they might, they're planning for the revolution. You never know. <laughs> to take, to storm Disney World. Disney will be no more. <laughs> yes, start at Disney World. <laughs> the revolution will not be televised. But we yeah. are back with um, the era, which, oh my God, I don't even remember what's called. I think it's called the post-Renaissance. The post-Renaissance era which, is what it's called. I think right off the bat, we should like, can say, this is a very mixed bag. Oh, yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah. I think it's all over the place with me, with you. Most people. Most people, it's all over the place. I, yeah. Because each one is a different, like, acquired taste, if that makes sense. They're all have a different flavor. And so. it, it comes during a time of a lot of uh, uh, technological advancements, so different things are being experimented with. Yep, we're getting different dimensions on screen. We are, yes. So. With various degrees of success. Yep. <laughs> Good point. I Before we dive into this, I want to... I, I don't know why, but it feels noteworthy to say that this was the first time... Like, a good chunk of these movies, I didn't take notes till after I fully watched it. You're right. That was a random thing to say. I just, it feels noteworthy. I kind of did the same thing, too, because you know what it is? It's because me and you are in our 20s, and so these movies... Came Grew up as we did. Yeah. Like, at, when we were young enough to be enjoying these movies is when they came out. These are movies that we absorb through osmosis if we didn't enjoy, <clears throat> like, just by actually watching them. Exactly. Some way or another. Exactly. So, I feel like we're familiar enough with some of these to be able to just watch it and then write down our thoughts. Uh-huh. I agree. Yep. So, that's what I did. So, we start out... We start out, oddly enough, with a... A callback? A remake? A re... A new version of Fantasia. Fantasia 2000, which came out in 1999. 1999. <laughs> I get it, but it makes me mad. Yeah. It, maybe they were preparing for it to come out into the... I don't know. Uh, I, yeah. I just don't get why it wasn't released. Or why they didn't wait. Because they wanted to release it. I, and Fantasia 2000 sounds cooler. Fantasia... Sounds a lot better than Fantasia 1999. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess we can start talking about Fantasia 2000. This movie was exactly what I expected it to be. Yep, me too. For me, I expected it to be overall better. Like, like every one of them is a hit, but Fantasia the original had higher hits. Oh, yeah. Where all of these kind of are middle hits, for the most part. I expected this to be a perfectly fine movie, a and it was. Yep, exactly. Yeah. 
So, which um, this is a pretty high rating, fine movie, but for me, but we'll yeah. get there. Mine's yeah, you'll see. So I don't know if we wanted to go uh, through each little segment individually because I think I wrote them all. I'm I not, I might have missed one. I think I I think I got them all. Um, so I think I'll just start by saying I'm mixed on Steve Martin. I don't I, know if I should throw that out there. Literally, look at my notes. I put Steve Martin question marks yeah. all over it. So, yeah, I'm kind of mixed. I think he's fine here. Yeah. He fits the role pretty okay. Well, I think I, I was shell-shocked because I thought Steve Martin was going to be hosting the whole thing. Oh, so did thing. I, yeah. And then I realized what this is is actors coming together in celebration of Fantasia. Right. And we'll see other figures come in. Exactly. I kind of liked that Me, That was a highlight for me. Um, so... Overall, uh, to start, uh, I think that the improved animation is, in in fact, an improvement. A welcome treat. Yes. Yes. I, it is, in fact, a positive thing to talk about, which is good. They could have tried to outdo themselves, and I think that they did the perfect amount. Yeah, right. So, yeah. It's got a similar opening, which kind of, I don't know, managed my excitement, let's say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, so what is the first one? Is the the whale one right? No, it is actually just a. The very first one is just a set of abstract colors and oh, shapes okay. accompanying music, right? Which is how we started out the first Fantasia all those exactly. years ago, right? So coming back to when I said it has a similar opening, I yes. genuinely can't describe it though. I don't remember what it went, how how it went. Yeah, we can, we can just skip over that. I think. I made note of like dispels evil, so I think that was supposed to be a theme. Okay, I think I yeah, I think I know where you're going. With and that. then um, Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Yes, yes. And yes. Steve Martin. <laughs> then Steve Martin comes up. That so, the whales are next. The whale one is next. Okay. Yes. Um, I think that the animation of the whales looked good. Again, I'm not going to complain about the animation throughout this whole movie. Yeah, I think that all of the segments have great animation. For the most part, Disney. At this time, we're experimenting with a not too fully understood uh, um, way of creating stuff. And for the most part, they knocked it out. Yeah. Like, all of the Renaissance movies had elements of 3D in it. This one has 3D in it. And they all look good. Yeah, they exactly. They have aged, but they still look good. I think so. I think yeah. they look good. And the whales are no exception. Exactly. So what exactly is the story that they're trying to tell here? I, I wrote down that I was confused on trying to tell what the story was well it kind of loses a story if i remember i think it starts with the little whale getting lost yes and then they break free and they start flying yeah which what is it with whales being able to fly that is such a common reoccurrence in life like i don't know well it comes back in the future in one of these disney movies it does yeah yeah like what is it about a whale flying or fish in general flying that we keep seeing in like mythology books comics movies video games it may have something to do with like different points of view i guess like how different people can view the world people can like see the fish below oh. us or above us hmm okay i don't know i literally just pulled that out of my butt just now so <laughs> well i i thought you were going with the contradiction but i kind of like yours Oh, like, okay. the perspective. Yes. What is the sky? Exactly. Okay. Yes. See, that's where I sort of thought. So I wrote that it's kind of a coming-of-age story. It feels like it, because it feels like the whale's just learning how to be. The little baby whale's yeah. learning how to 
baby whale. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's perfectly fine. I'm not overwhelmed by the awesomeness of it. But it definitely was cool. Exactly. I feel like it could have easily belonged in, in the original Fantasia. Oh, totally. So, I'm again, no complaints so far. No, nope. uh, yeah. Me. Uh, I guess if I had to have one, I wish that, I don't know, maybe they would have hit us over the head more with what they were trying to tell us. Try to, yeah, be a little more... Um, on the nose, kind of. On the nose about it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's a small... That's that's nothing huge. Right. Overall, good. Yeah. Which is a recurring theme with most of these. I think every single one, I would say that. Good. Overall, it's good. It's good, yeah. Because yeah. the next one... The next one I like a lot. Yeah. Rhapsody in Blue? Is that the yeah. next one? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I do like that title. It is... Oh, I love it. I love seeing our um, characters wanting to live something different and just... It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I liked uh, the drawing aspect of it, how it was like a drawing again. Yeah. yeah. Something that we've, oddly enough, seen previously. Yes. <laughs> Make Mine Music? Um, it was the one I watched with you. Make Mine Music. Yeah. Make yeah. Mine Music. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes. Yeah. Done um, a lot better here. Oh, so <laughs> much better. A lot more tasteful. Um, a lot more of a, we can tell what the story is. We can tell, yeah. yeah. We're following a group of people who just want to live out their dreams. Yep. Yeah. And that's nice to see, always. Yeah. Um, it's relatable. The, the, you could see coffee and going to work and all that stuff on it's, screen. Like, yeah. it's relatable. It's a, it's a, it tried to present a mundane life and what we truly want from ourselves. Exactly. Which I think to some degree we can all relate to. Yep. Follow your dreams. It's always something that translates well to its screen. Yeah, you can never go wrong because it's something we all truly always want. You know? Exactly. So overall, good. Good. Thumbs up once again. Give yeah. it one thumb up. <laughs> one full thumbs up. Um, I don't know if I have the title of the next one. The, uh... I think the next one is literally just called The Brave Little Tin Soldier. Oh, yes. I wrote it here. Steadfast Tin, tin, tin Soldier. Thank yes. you. Yes. Which is a Hans Christian Christian Anderson uh, fairy tale? No, fairy tale. Story. Story. Just yeah, there story. we go. Story. Yeah. I liked it. I loved this one. I really. This liked is probably this my favorite one. I think. Uh, this one is up there on the best ones for me. Yeah. This is a good one. Um, it's creepy and awesome, and you know how I love creepy and weird visuals. Uh huh. And yeah. this one has it. I love the, like, kind of almost cell shading CGI mm -hmm. style that they went for. It looks really cool. It's so cool. I'm glad that I watched this one uh, not on VHS. <laughs> I wa yeah. I watched this one on my on my 4K TV. I wonder what that would have looked like on a little box TV. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I watched some of these on the VHS because I like to do that. Oh yeah. But I I watched this one on 4K. I do own this on VHS though. You own Fantasia 2000 on VHS? Yes, I do. That's really cool, actually. I think I own. The first, I think, all the way up till about Home on the Range, I have all of them on VHS. I think, I think I have Home on the Range on VHS. I'm surprised that they were still making VHSs in 2004, honestly. But, they actually went really long. Yeah. Anyway, back to On Track. Yes. I'm glad I watched this on a 4K TV. Yes. It yeah. looked great. Totally. This definitely was something meant to be enjoyed at the cinema. Mm -hmm. That was their intent. The best way to watch it. Just like the original Fantasia. Yes. Yeah. And this one, again, it's uh, it's a cool story with 
cool visuals. And that's all you want in a Fantasia movie. A cool story with cool visuals. Absolutely. I I love this story as a whole. Just the little tin soldier with his missing leg wanting to get back home. Beat the evil Jack in the Box. That's creepy. Oh my god, that thing's horrific. Yeah, it's so creepy. Why is it so big? Because? Why scary. Why is it so... Ugh. It's such a pup puppet. Yeah. Jack in the Box, too. Like, it's not just a plastic... I don't... I don't like it. No, uh, it's, it's scary. Yeah. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Did we watch this one in music class in school? Yes, we did. Okay. That, that, I, I, that's where I remember it from. Got it. Yes. I was just making sure we we're on the same page. We did. I do remember seeing this. Yes. So, yeah. Good. Good. A good one. Probably this one's great. Probably this is definitely one of the best ones of Fantasia 2000. And then James Earl Jones. Yes. Who got stuck with... Um, introducing probably the worst of them, in my opinion. I thought it was okay. I mean, it's fine. It just doesn't belong. Yeah. To me. It feels so out of place. I I mean, again, uh, wait, are we talking about the same one? This the, is flamingo the Flamingo with the, with the uh, yo-yo. Uh, yo-yo, yeah. Okay, good. Yes. It, I, I thought it was pretty entertaining for what it was. I mean, it's good. Yeah. It just feels so out of place. I didn't, I didn't feel least. that. I didn't feel the extreme change that you did, but... Yes. <laughs> but, but, but yes. I do see I do see where you're coming from. Yeah. Especially since there's been a lot of blue so far. Like the whales were blue. It's a very yeah. And then this one is very just bright colors, like almost Lion King looking. It did maybe that's why James Earl Jones introduced it. Maybe. Good it, point. It was very saturated, yeah. Yeah. Well let's get the J V team from Lion King to do the animation here again. Right, yeah. But I mean it was good. It was fun yeah. and cute, energetic energetic i liked it yeah me too my only complaint is that it feels out of place it thumbs gets up. thumbs up yes one thumb up um and then we get pen and teller yeah those guys are funny all the time to me yes yeah they are they're funny here um um sorcerer's apprentice we get it again what what have we not already said about it they cut some of this though didn't they did they? It felt like they cut something. Something felt missing. Uh, once it started, I just kind of tuned out and didn't take any notes because I thought it was the exact same. I didn't notice any differences. I think they literally just cut out a little section of it. Okay. Yeah. They might have. See, I, I hadn't noticed. That was the only thing that was noteworthy. Got it. That I didn't already make notes about. Okay. What? Nothing. Okay. We're doing great. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes, we're doing great. So Sorcerer's Apprentice, yeah, we already talked highly about it in yes. um, the first Fantasia. Uh, kind of weird that we get it again here, but... It's the standout of Fantasia. It's what's going to bring the fans back, I guess. Yeah. we got to have the Sorcerer's Apprentice in this. So, yeah. So that's originally what I thought, uh, because you had surprised me, you had said that this is a completely different movie. When we were first talking about this, I literally thought it was the exact same movie, but with updated animation. Oh, Because yeah. I saw Mickey on the front and immediately thought, oh, it's the exact same movie. Right. But it wasn't until, like, literally when you told me that it's a different movie where I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, what a welcome surprise. I know. But, yeah, we get it again here. It's great. It's kind of weird that it's here, but it's great. I'll take it. Yep. I do love The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Me too. I love it. 
and then, <laughs> and then Donald Duck is biblical. Yes. Donald Duck is a character of biblical proportions. Yep. Because the next one is him loading up Noah's Ark. Again, <laughs> it's a familiar story that I think most of us have at least heard about. Noah's Ark, yeah. And it's nice to see Donald, though. It is, yeah. Okay, wait. <laughs> go go for it. I love that little segment where Donald was late for his performance. Oh, yes. And Mickey had to like, go and get him. Good point. I yeah. forgot to even bring that up or write about it, but yes. I, I wanted to just make, yeah. I did like that quite a bit. That, that gave me a smile. I don't think there's really much else to say about this one. This one was funny in the way that almost all Donald Donald Duck cartoons are funny. Exactly. It's him getting beat around and getting bullied, <laughs> getting more and more angry with each time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. But again, it was good. None of these have been super uh, terrible, in my opinion. No, I I just started reading my notes. Um. I totally forgot there was also the segment where um, dragons and unicorns are laughing at all the animals piling up. That's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that and, was funny. And there's that also the fun. moment when two ducks are loaded up onto the onto the ark, and I Donald just goes, what? I think I missed that. Oh my god, that made me laugh really hard. I think that flew by me, dang it. The more I talk about this, this is also probably one of my favorites. Again, it's it's really good. There just yeah. isn't much to talk about because it's a familiar story. It is, yeah. Uh, good animation again. Again, very Lion King-esque, I thought. For, for some of the animals. It's very, yeah, same vibe. Yeah. And then that's it for the core stories, right? Then we get the finale, or was did I miss one? That was it, and then we go to our next one, which hits very close to home for us. In what? Sorry, explain. And that it's literally in our, like... Pacific Northwest neighborhood. Oh, yes. Yes. Good point. <laughs> Didn't even... That flew over my head as well. I knew it, but... Yeah. Yes. That That's not what stuck out to you. Yeah. Again, this is also the first movie we watched, and it was a while ago. <laughs> yes. A long time ago. Very good. I liked yeah. it. It was good. I'm only saying this as someone thinking about, like, the animation of it. It was interesting how she ran around like a squirrel a lot of time. Mother Nature, I guess she is. Yeah, it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. It was just an interesting choice that I noticed. Yeah, that's true. It was very different. Yeah. But no, just a just a cool little visualization of of natural disaster and how Mother Nature prevails in the end. Right. Life is important. Yes. Yeah. That's what I got from it. I, I also remember this one very, like, vividly from music class. Yep, me too. Yeah. Like, back of my mind. Though. Yeah. But yes, I do remember seeing it. So, Fantasia. 2000. Fantasia 1999. <laughs> Good movie. Thumb up. Watch. Yeah. Again, this is not anything like the wartime uh, movies that we thought it was gonna be so let's take this time right now to explain why it took us so long to do this podcast we were not looking forward to watching fantasia 2000 i wasn't not even like in a negative way i just didn't want to do another nothing but music exactly because we had to do nothing but those when we did the wartime era and so it took us a while to get started yeah we went from really deep plots to 
music pieces again, which I just was not looking forward to. I wasn't ready for it, but it ended up being a 70 for me. It ended up... I did something really weird this time around, where some of them I definitely was like, yeah, I'm doing this based on movie, and other times I spoke from the heart. Okay. This one, it's a solid movie. I, I gave it a 90. It's a good movie. Oh, wow. That's very high. It's a good movie. Yeah. So, yes. Why 70? Why 70? Because usually if I feel like, you know, that was good. That's a one thumb up. I'm usually like 7 out of 10. You know what I mean? So, I just went with 7. That's what I ended up Fantasia is literally, that was a movie. Yep. That was a good movie. Yeah. 7 out of 10. 70 out of 100. So totally. That's, that's why I went with 70. Fair. And then, oh god, dinosaur. Okay. I'm sorry, I feel like you have a lot to say, and I have very little to say about dinosaur. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. I have a lot to say, but I think I can say it. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Look at what this movie's doing to us. Okay, how do, uh. Again, I, I can't, I couldn't help but think about this movie in regards to what it, it, it obviously is, which is a CGI movie. Yes, it is. Um, half CGI, half live action. Half live action, because most of these were real, like, just, like, videos of, you know, the jungle or the, the desert with CGI dinosaurs on top of it. And it looked interesting. It looked interesting. Some shots looked pretty good. I... No, you're right. A lot of this movie looked really, really good. I think very fast. Like that one where the egg is like oh, traveling yeah. through. That looks good. That looks really good. That's when, awesome. That holds up really well. When the dinosaurs are running through puddles. Yes. That looks yeah. really good too. Um, yes. But it seems like when you get on individual characters where I'm just like, man, this is rough. Did you notice that our, what is his name? Our lead guy. Aladdin. Aladdin. Something like that. It was Aladar. Yes. Yeah. That's funny because I thought I wrote Aladdin here, but no. no. I wrote Aladdin in my notes, so. Uh, our main dinosaur, Aladar, um, you notice how he has wooden teeth? No. I, no if you have time, notice. you should just, like, look up that character and, like, try to find a picture of his teeth. Because he doesn't have teeth. He has, like, a row of teeth that are, like, it looks wooden. It looks like a wooden texture. Interesting. Um, but I... It's a very, I don't know, it's just kind of a straightforward It's a very simple, movie. it's not, the brunt of this movie was for its effects. Yeah, exactly. It's a very basic. It's a cliche adventure movie where you have to move from one place to another, essentially. It's, it's weird because it's cliche, but it doesn't even follow the cliches. Like, it's kind of set up to be like, um, someone finds their true origin or their home. He, it's. But our character doesn't really go on that journey. A little bit. A little bit. But it's not like... It, it felt like it was trying to be Tarzan. Yeah. Where it's, you know, two worlds, one family. But it doesn't do it the same way. He no, doesn't have that all. internal struggle. He doesn't have anything that he has to fight for. Well, it does, but... Yeah. Not for his own character development. Exactly. It does... Okay. Very weird movie reference here, so hang with me. Yes. As much as I love this movie, it's kind of like Tenet, <laughs> the Christopher Nolan movie. Okay, one yeah. Of the, one of the biggest complaints is that uh, we're the only reason we're rooting for the main character is because he's trying to save the world. 
he doesn't have much character motivation or anything like that. True. He's yeah. literally just the protagonist. And that's kind of how I feel here. We don't get much background for Aladdin and. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he does somewhat have a per. We get why he's doing what he's doing. He's kind of. I, yeah, he He's a. Yeah. He is essentially. We root for him because he's our main character. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's about all I have to say about this one. Um, I also, I think I took notes about it. I okay, think, go I really, for it. Okay. Um, I swear I looked it up and I thought I wrote it down. Um, Did you happen to write down the name of the main villain? No. Okay, I wasn't a fan of that character either. I took note, though, that the old gruff, um, not willing to change the times... Villain, though. Yes. Also a very tropey. Yes. As soon as I heard his voice, I realized who the villain was. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell. Oh, this guy's the villain. Ah, uh, here's the bad guy. Yep. And he's going to be a bad guy simply because he doesn't want to change his ways. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So what were you What were you going to say? I didn't write down the number, but lemurs did not um, start to form, or evolve, whatever the pr- proper terminology is, until about, like, some million years after dinosaurs. Oh, cool. So, yeah. <laughs> There's also that. I needed to... That was bugging me also. Also, I don't I don't think there's a single lemur I really care for all that much. Yeah, they're just kind of there. It, there's not even many characters I care for all that much. So... Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is definitely a weaker Disney movie. It is. It. Disney was trying to flex its capabilities, which to some extent still holds up really well. Yeah. To other extent, it almost wasn't even worth it. Exactly. So I don't know how much I'm going to revisit this one. Oh, I have no need to ever watch it again, personally. Exactly. I didn't grow up with it. There's no nostalgia. No. So, But there is one very big positive for me. Okay. And that is James Newton Howard's score. Ooh! He, James Newton Howard's probably one of my favorite movie composers, honestly. And he's great again here. I'm glad you said that because that honestly probably was the most captivating part of the whole movie. It's a really good score. He did great. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. I I respect what they were going for, but I just don't think they hit the mark. Yeah. Yeah. So this is... I'm very unconfident with my score because I feel like I liked it a little bit better than this. So literally in parentheses, I put unconfidently. Mm. So I'm at a 52. Un- unconfident. I put a 65. Right, so we're pretty much on this. We're we're on the same wavelength there. Again, your scores are usually a little bit higher. Yeah, which is fine. Right, right. But yeah, it was just kind of um not a bad movie. No, it wasn't. It's not the prettiest. It wasn't a terribly made movie at all. No, no, it's just a yeah. It's definitely flawed. Yes. This is a weird way to move into a new era. I mean, not that they're thinking, oh, we're in a new era. Right. But we start out with. Like, we go from Tarzan to Fantasia to Dinosaur. Weird. So weird. It is. They definitely got confidence in themselves and then really picked up speed. Yeah, exactly. We couldn't be going to a more different movie, though. That's exactly what I was like. Because now we're going to a movie that feels very Renaissance. The Emperor's New Groove. It feels a lot like Hercules to me. It, yes, just it has tone. the same type of vibe. Yes. Of, of course it does. So yes, I actually... Okay. where we, Words. 
<laughs> I'll start with I actually kind of like David Spade in this kind of role. Okay, so let me tell you a story about this. Ooh, let's hear a story. I definitely was watching this. I was like, okay, who is he? Why do I recognize him? Why do I recognize this voice? It was getting to the point where I was distracting. It was like, I need, okay, I need to figure out who this is. I looked it up, David Spade, and then I just had to sit there imagining David Spade in all of these situations. Are you okay? I'm okay. <laughs> but yeah, David Spade did a good job. Yeah. I just was very caught off guard. This is a good role for him. Yeah. I think he definitely. I don't know what it means to say that some people are very good at playing um, jerks, but David Spade can do it. Yeah, he's very great at it. And yeah. I, yeah. Cusco is a character that actually learns something of relevance, and it's interesting to see. And he learns it naturally, I feel. It's he, the first time in a while uh, for a Disney movie where I felt like that for the main character. Yeah, because he doesn't immediately learn. He's a jerk who takes advantage of... Uh, um, John Goodman. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And throws, and tries to murder old men. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I do like how this movie starts with what seems to be a random murder throwing an old man out a window. If it's in a cartoon, and you don't see it, it's fine. Right. Yeah. But he lived. Somehow. He does. Yes. So yes, it's the classic story of a jerk learning not to be. Yes. Um, I put... I forget the villain's name, whatever her name is. Um, she's rightfully mad. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to go murdering the guy, but rightfully mad. Are you talking about the main villain? Yeah, what's her name? Yzma. Yzma. Yeah, yeah. she's rightfully mad. Exactly. So, yeah. I turn him into a llama, too. But she wasn't trying to turn him into a llama. No. She was trying to poison him. Now, that's wrong. But <laughs> Which is one of the funniest scenes, by the way. Where? He's supposed to be dead. Weird. He's a llama. He's a. I love Kronk. I literally can never. I always forget how to pronounce his last name, but that voice actor has my heart. No, he's Patrick Warburg. I think is how you pronounce it. I think that sounds right. Love that man. He's all my heart. So good. I want him to narrate my biography. <laughs> Again, great uh, supporting actors and supporting characters. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pacha, Kronk, Yzma, they're mm -hmm. all great and interesting to see. Yeah. Just like the main character. I think this one has great characters all the way throughout. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pacha's family is interesting to watch. Where I thought that that was going to be, the first time I watched it, which was a while ago, I thought that that was going to be my least favorite part. Uh-huh. And I ended up loving almost all of it. Because they're actually used and developed. His children are hilarious. <laughs> His children are so funny. I love them. So we are bouncing around a little bit. I do want to talk about how funny the scene is where he's trying to poison... Kuzco, and it just keeps messing up, and <laughs> shakes it all up since he, uh, the drinks got mixed up. Yeah, it's funny. It's the, funny stuff. This uh, this one is very slapstick. It's a funny movie, I think. This movie doesn't take itself too seriously, but that's to its uh success. Exactly. It knows what it's supposed to be. If this movie tried to be like heartfelt, like a Little Mermaid or Lion King, it just would feel discombobulated yeah i'm with you there this movie is trying to be a comedy yeah um like the final fight scene fight scene air quotes it's nothing but slapstick it's turning into animals literally how many times does yzma get hit by something <laughs> yeah like four times right and then turn into a cat yeah and then hit again i do like that little bait and switch we'll get there 
Okay, yes. Jumping around so much. Yeah. I have only a couple negatives. Okay. So let's uh, start with, I'm not a big fan of the narration. That's about it. That was, I did not like the ex, I, oh man. It's one of those things where I get why they did it. And it's kind of successful in what it does. There are just other ways it could have been done. I don't think it was 100% needed. Now, when it goes into fourth wall breaking, that's funny. Exactly. Like, when the characters literally says, they know what's happening when when he's a llama and he's saying that. That's funny. Yeah, when he yells at his own exposition, his own narrated exposition. Yeah. That's when this movie is the funniest, I think, when it's doing stuff like that. Like, uh... When they can actually see the painted lines of, like, when they're going across a map, when they look behind them and they see the, the path. Of oh, yeah, I like that, yeah. Like, it's funny stuff like that. Yeah. But I- I'm glad he said something about that, yeah, because I w- did not like that exposition dump. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it is used as a device later on for him to clearly explain, like, hey, I've messed up. Like, he's literally yelling at his past self. Yeah. I get it. It even works to an extent. I just feel there's more effective ways to yeah i'm never a fan of an exposition dump so i'm with you so it did good it just it did good for not needing to be there at all exactly uh so one of my favorite scenes is um the scene on the bridge and them falling and (laughs) trying to get up the tree that whole little segment is it's probably the most famous from this movie aside from the trying to poison yeah uh, him scene and it's it's Fun trying to see them work together when they clearly don't get along. Uh-huh, yeah. Which we see all the time in movies, but I, I really like how it's done here. So, yeah, I, everything came together perfectly. I, If it had not been David Spade or John Goodman, I feel like that it wouldn't have worked as well. Exactly. Yeah. John Goodman is really good at being uh, playing off of other people, just like in Monsters, Inc. and here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's really good at playing off of other characters right he's great at it he's good at being a cool calm level-headed person and that contradict or contrast with a lot of other personalities very well like david spade's hot-headed yeah uh attitude yeah jerk who's too high for everyone else also (laughs) the big thing about this is kuzco literally just wants to make a pool yep he wants a summer like a little summer house yeah yeah that's the main plot of this movie. I think the fact that that's the main plot just tells you everything you need to know. Don't take this movie seriously. No, you do not need to Have take this fun. movie seriously at all. It is a fun movie if you just sit back and allow it to be fun. 100%. Uh, so I want to know what you think of the restaurant scene <laughs> where Kronk starts, like, <laughs> randomly becomes the chef. I, I love, what's her name again? The main Yzma. Ba- Yzma. When Yzma and Cusco just start going back and forth. Requesting him to come, like... And Kronk Castle, like, keeps hearing different requests. He's like, you got it. I love that so much. It's funny. It's really funny. There is not a scene I... Other than exposition dump, there's not a thing I didn't like about this. And, and the scene where uh, Kuzco walks by that random guy who looks at Kuzco's butt and looks at, at Pakcha and goes, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. It's so funny. Because they're pretending to be husband yeah. and wife. Oh yes. my god. Uh, to clarify, Kuzco was disguised as a girl, as a llama. Yeah. So. As Kuzco, 
at this moment, being a llama is disguised as a human woman. <laughs> yes, this movie's so funny. I, this movie's so funny. Sam, if you and I tried to, like, write this, I think I'd give up. Because I just would be like, no, who's going to find this funny other than us? Exactly. <laughs> but I think a lot of people find this movie funny. I think for how, like, this probably is the most famous, like, and popular movie from this era. I would agree. Yeah. This is up there, for sure. So, another negative for me is that the third act gets a little too crazy. There's so many fourth wall breaks. There's so much changing in the animals. There's so much, why is there a trampoline here all of a sudden? Uh-huh. <laughs> Just that kind of stuff. It it does get a little crazy. I personally didn't mind, but yeah. What do you think of the trampoline randomly showing up? I'm not going to lie. That made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you could have told me you didn't need the trampolines before I took it off. <laughs> yep. So it gets crazy. I see how that's not everyone's cup of tea, but but we again we do get a lot of funny moments during this third act. Yes. And quite possibly where I laughed the hardest is the part where Kronk is talking to his angel and demon, <laughs> but the other two characters can't obviously see the angel and demon, so they see him talking to himself, and their faces are so funny. And they're just like, I don't know. I don't, yeah, what is he doing? I thought it was funny. We also just need to say that Kronk is probably the best part of this movie. Oh, he's the best yeah. character. Yeah. <laughs> I need to watch this again just for Kronk. This movie is so I love funny. it. So what? So what did you rate it? Um, you're gonna think that this is really low for how much positive I talked about. I also don't think that there's a Disney magic moment, which I know we're supposed to be rating these as movies, not Disney movies. Yeah, but you, you, you've you've stated that you are like reviewing these as Disney movies, right? So I went seventy-seven. Okay. So almost an eight out of ten. That is completely fair. I, that makes sense. I just kind of wish. Again, you kind of brought it up. I wish this had a little bit more heart, I guess. Mm. He does learn his lesson, but then the movie ends with a joke about talking squirrels. Yeah. Or teaching teaching uh, squirrel People English. how to talk squirrel. Yeah. So it's just kind of stuff like that that keeps it from being super great for me, but I still think it's a great movie. Yeah. And that's coming from the perspective of Disney movies as opposed to movie. Exactly. Just a movie. Right. So you... First, first time watch. First time watch. What's your rating after a first time watch? 93. I, I loved it. it so much. I knew it. So much. I can't. How many times did I tell you that this is your type of movie? Almost every time it, like, it got brought up. Exactly. Every time it got brought up. And the thing is, I knew you were right. I know. You knew I was right, but you were saving it for I just, the podcast. I just had never gone to it. Yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah. It, this feels like one you would have grown up with if you'd seen it. I wish I had. Yeah. But man. I need to watch this again now. I probably will watch it tonight. It's so funny. I love it. Another change of pace. I feel like we're going to say that between every single uh, movie. Yeah. Now we have Atlantis, The Lost Empire. I did not even write half a page. I wrote exactly one page. Okay. So, uh, I'm not inherently saying that's a negative. I'm just saying... So, this is an interesting one. Yeah. Because this is known for being kind of like a twin with another movie that came out this era. And people often get those two mixed up. Mm. Yeah. So this is this is the one with Milo and the Milo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Atlantis. Atlantis. Yes. Atlantis. 
Okay, the highlight of this movie, just to get that out of the way, the characters. All the characters. A group of characters, let's say that. So, as a collective whole, I liked uh, yeah. what was happening. Right, right, right. There's only one character I did not like on some degree, and that was Mole. Yeah. I hated Mole. I, I get that. Again, I didn't actually write uh, their names because I didn't quite get to that. Yeah. I, I just wrote their character traits yeah. as their character. So yeah. I wrote, like, the doctor, the commander, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The engineer. The, yeah. yeah. The thief person. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. But, again, I like them as a collective whole. I think that uh, some of the scenes where they're all together are pretty good. Yeah. Really heartwarming, too. I love the scene at the... Jumping around a bit, but I love the scene at the camp where they're all kind of getting to know yeah. each other. Nebula Bond. That's the scene that I was mainly alluding to. Yeah. yeah, That's a good scene. So you like the character connections and interactions as opposed to just the characters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Milo, uh, for once in a Disney movie, is, a, again, a pretty interesting main character, I think. I think he's interesting because he's very he, he's different. Yeah, he's different. He's a hero, but not an action hero. Where... Kind of, aside from Emperor's New Groove, up to that moment, we, we've we had action heroes. Yep, or princesses. Or, or, yes. or princesses, yeah. Mulan. Uh, Simba. Simba, yeah, right. They're they're all action They're heroes. all, yeah, her, they're all heroic, where Milo is a hero, but he's not heroic, if he's, that makes sense. Yeah, he's an easy character to root for. He's an underdog. Exactly, and we get that from this very opening scene where he's... Uh, Working on his presentation to no one. To no one. Yeah. Man, I felt that on some level. But it's a good scene to introduce uh, this character of Myla. Yeah. Um, I, this is so weird. Because I don't have a whole lot to say. I truly... Neither do I. So we can we can start wrapping this up pretty quickly. I really... It's just a solid movie. I mean, the only... Okay, I did not like Mole. Like, I genuinely hated Mole. See, and I thought that the Atlantean princess was kind of mediocre. She also was... Yeah, she they didn't do as much with her. She like could have been have. so much more interesting. Totally. But I didn't hate her. No, I didn't hate her. Also, very predictable villain. Yeah. He I came on screen, I was like, ah, oh, there he is. Literally just about to say it. Like, he looks like Stephen Lang from Avatar. This is... Yeah. This is the villain, he, obviously. He came on screen, I was like, ah, oh, there he is. There's the villain. Disney is so bad at telegraphing that. They've gone better, but yeah. Yes. At this point, there was something where they just... Yeah, they were very bad at it. They, You're right. They do get better. They turn... Uh, never mind. Don't want to spoil Wreck-It Ralph quite yet. We'll get there. Yes. Yeah. Wreck-It Ralph has, is the best one at hiding the villain, I think. Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen... It, they get better Coco, at hiding. but that's Pixar. Yes, we'll get to Pixar yeah. soon, hopefully. Yes, but yeah, um, a fun little adventure. Um, Maybe too much crystal talk. There's crystals all over this I, movie. I really kind of, I don't want to say I checked out, but of the interest I had, it dropped when they actually found Atlantis. Yeah, me Weirdly too. Weirdly enough. There's just so much talk and visuals of crystals, and it's like the crystal, crystal, I don't know. It almost would have been better if like, they had discovered like, like somehow on their expedition, they found the princess, and it's just like she leads them to Atlantis. I feel like most of it should have been the journey to Atlantis. Yeah, I'm with you. The The journey is more than the destination, or however that saying goes. I don't remember. Yes. 
I don't. Part of the journey's the end. No, that's, that's <laughs> how Avengers. Does it, how does it go? What's that saying? I don't know. It's not about the destination, it's the journey. Yeah, something, something like that. But I think that this movie would have benefited from that. Me too. That being said, I did not rate this poorly. No, neither did I. I can start going into positives if you want. Sure, go for it. I think I could bounce off that, yeah. Um, again, characters. I like the characters. I like the visuals. Yeah. I love... I don't know. I keep talking about the visuals. It's Disney. They have good animation. People yeah. get it. But I do love, again, the blue... The blue, like, color palette of this movie just looks so great. This movie is just so blue. Exactly. And I do love it. Um... I'm nostalgic for it. Happens to help the score. You grew up with this movie. Yes, exactly. I did not, yeah. And I do find it entertaining. Uh, for about 80% of it, I'm entertained and loving what's happening on screen. Right. Um, there's a little bit too much crystal nonsense that keeps it from being super great. Just like, literally, almost identical to New Groove for me, where there's just a couple things keeping it from being great. Okay, right, absolutely. So what are some positives for for you i for me the biggest positive is definitely the characters and the way they interact they feel like real people exactly you know? characters and animation perfect they're Disney flushed way. out like i my favorite was uh i forget her name but the engineer um and she's talking about how um her dad really wanted boys um to take up like his boxing legacy and become a like an engineer like him or whatever he says and she, she then dives into how, you know, her dad had her and her sister, but they both still end up being one's a boxer and she's the engineer. Exactly. And like, yeah. you, you get a lot of character development from all of them. Exactly. I like, I like that about this movie. Yeah. It takes its time. By the way, an hour and 38 minutes. So quite a long movie for Disney. 38, an hour and 38. Is this our longest one so far? No, one's an hour 39. Well... The, the original Fantasia was like two hours long. True. Yeah. Recently, yes. Okay. Of the ones we've talked about, this is the longest. Okay. I think there's one that's the same amount coming up. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it takes its time with the characters and I like that. Yeah. No, me too. So I'm going to go 75. So just barely under... Uh, what I gave New Groove. I gave New Groove 77. This is 75. I feel like in your heart, you like this movie a little more than me. Yeah, I rated it an 85. <laughs> See, that's so high. That's. Uh, I think it's just a song. But it's a good movie, though. I would rate this movie the same way I'd rate, like, uh, uh, um, an action movie. Not There's very few, like, deep, perfect action movies. But all action movies are fun to some degree. That's a good way to put it. And that's what Atlantis was for me. It was just fun. Yeah. I enjoy... I love watching the character do what they do. So let's go to not an action movie. Yes. But still kind of an action movie. I watched these out of orders. Which one are we talking about We're next? talking about Lilo and Stitch. Okay, that's what I thought. Oh, I didn't do half bad then. Okay. I watched Lilo and Stitch first on accident. Okay, yes. That's okay. So yes, this is... I don't know. I don't know where to start. I 100% grew up with this one. Let's start with that. I did not, but I did watch it maybe once I finally got into middle school. Okay. And this is my second time watching it. Interesting. This is my second thousandth time watching. <laughs> nice. Okay, yeah. Um, this movie has such a legacy. A legacy I almost feel like, out, like almost outlives the movie itself. Like how many t-shirts do you see that say Moana means family, you know? And mm -hmm. I don't... This movie is... 
What I said about Emperor's New Groove, I take back. This is the most iconic and popular. Yeah, you're right. This is this is popular from this era, and, and rightfully so, I think. It's got a great setting. Yeah, I I love that it takes place in Hawaii. It's oh, perfect for this kind of movie. It's got really great characters once again. Uh huh. Um, Nani's a great character. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the villains' names? Uh, Jumba and Pleak. Pleakly? I'm I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember any of that. I think names. I think the villains, the two aliens that end up being good guys at the end, are Jumba and Pleakly. Okay, yeah. Um, I like them. Yeah, I like them both as villains and as good guys. Um, but I think that the core of this movie is Nani's relationship with Lulu. Absolutely. Until it turns into Stitch's relationship with both of them. Until it, yeah. This is almost like it's almost Stitch's. Basically, this is almost a dog movie, but with a lot more to it, where exactly. the dog brings the family together. He's not really a main character. He's not. He's a... But he is the driving force of the plot. What is that called? Is he a MacGuffin? No. Not really, what is no. That? I feel like there's a term for it, but yeah, yeah. He's not a driving force. You're right. He's not, not necessarily a main character per se. We hardly ever follow his Him. point of view. Yeah. But when we do, it's pretty great stuff. Like when he's captured and stuff. We, really heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. He's... Yeah, that scene's sad. We'll get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Alien, Timon, and Pumbaa are pretty uh, interesting and funny. But again, they're Alien, <laughs> Timon, and Pumbaa. Alien, Timon, and Pumbaa. I feel like they almost did Timon and Pumbaa better than Timon and Pumbaa. In some ways. In some ways, yeah. Um, but yeah, I love Stitch. Let's just yeah say that. Let I forget how chaotic Stitch actually is at so, the beginning. He is constantly ruining Nani's life. He is literally a monster, and I totally forgot about that. But he's great. I love Stitch. Yeah. I yeah this this movie is heartbreaking and hilarious, and this is I think this is where your heartfelt that you're looking for is. Yeah, we like, get that Ohana means family. Ohana means family. Family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. We get the, like, all oh, the... See, that's Disney magic for me. When, yeah. When he says that. It's... I have a lot I could say about this movie. So much so that it's jumbling my brain. Exactly. Um. Let's go with positives. Yes. Okay. All the characters get great moments. All the characters get great moments. Like you said, I... Uh, the setting is awesome. I love the unique setting that we really haven't seen before. I don't think we've had anything in Hawaii Disney. No. I don't think so. No, yeah. And back to the characters. Characters that actually have real flaws and aren't perfect people. Yes. Which is done so well here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lilo, you know, I she's definitely heartbroken about her family situation. Uh, Nani as well. But she has to... Uh, carry the weight of being the adult figure at this point. You know? We have Stitch, who, at this point, doesn't even know that he is missing family. Yeah. He doesn't even know it, but he will eventually learn, and, you know... It, it's awesome. I love yeah. it. We get so much great stuff like that. And then we get, um... I forget his name. Nani's kind of boyfriend. David. David. What a good bean. Protect David. He needed to do more, though. He needed to... Uh, yeah. He, for the legacy that David has in the meme world, he was not in the movie that much. He really isn't, and he, 
he spends the movie just being a good bean. Exactly. But he's a good bean. Exactly. Protect him. He needs protecting. I, 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 again, not very many negatives. No, I, I genuinely can't even think of a negative. So one of mine is that there's quite possibly too many antagonists. That is a great point. There are so many antagonists. There's uh, the antagonist who's trying to not really take Lilo away from Nani, but trying to observe Nani watching Lilo. Uh-huh. Um, there's the two aliens. There's the big alien. The big alien. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, one of my favorite voice actors. Just have to throw that out there. Yes. Um, there's the, the girl, the commander alien girl. Yes. Yeah. See, there's so many antagonists. Yeah. That's one, mm-hmm. that's five. five. That's, that's five. five. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure there might even be more. I, so. The little redheaded girl. Oh yes, at the <laughs> beginning. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's just a lot of antagonists. That's probably my biggest complaint. Yeah. Too much to keep track of. They could have easily had combined the commander with like Kevin Michael Richardson. Yeah. Why didn't they? they yeah. Could've. They could have. Yeah. Anyway, that's again. That's actually kind of a big complaint for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering halfway, I, I forgot that some of those characters existed. Yes. Until they came back. Because there's so many antagonists there's in this movie. Then, yeah. If you had combined the commander and the big shark alien guy, I feel like that would have been a bit better. Because you need Bubbles. Bubbles is the human threat that could take... Bubbles. Yes, that's yeah, Bubbles, name. yeah. Uh, take Lilo away. And then we have the... Timon and Pumbaa, who I feel are good foil. foil. They could have been one character. They, If you think about it, one character going after Stitch. True. They could have, yeah. You wouldn't have as, you wouldn't have as many comedic like. No, moments, I know. But I, I'm not saying it would have been better as one, but I'm saying it you could, could have. You could have, yeah. yeah. J- just to reduce the numbers, yeah. Exactly. So, yes, this movie's great. That is a good point, though. If I had to give it a negative, that would probably be it. Because I straight up forgot some of those characters existed. Exactly. So, yes, I really like it. Me too. I understand why people love it so much. This is going to be an 80 for me. So an 8 out of 10. (laughs) This is a 90 for me. Of course it is. Nice. You just consistently are 10 better than me. I was about to say, that's a recurring one this time around. So, yeah, I, I don't know. What just a good movie. A solid good movie. It is. Which then takes us to... Are we on Treasure Planet now? Yes. Uh, This is when I really lost it. Actually, Treasure Planet was the last one I watched. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes, Treasure Planet is next. Okay. Still wrong one. Okay. There we go. There you are. (laughs) I hope this can hear, like, the turning of the pages to emphasize how painful that probably was for you to watch. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Okay, so Treasure Planet. um, Very similar... (laughs) <laughs> you got it nice that pen makes the mo- most noise i've ever heard dropped my pen for the 37th time okay okay uh treasure planet is one that a lot of people associate with being similar to atlantis yeah which i get it exploration i can see it yeah i personally like this one better i did too as well i think i like it better yep I think that it has such an interesting visual style, and I don't know. I feel like the adventure has more 
weight. Yes, more yeah. stakes at hand. Totally. Uh, if you didn't know, he's trying to save his inn where he works. Yes. And he find he wants to go find this, uh, essentially the space pirate, space cowboy type character, uh, has a treasure planet, and he f- Green Lantern happens, and... Green Lantern. Literally, like... Yeah. Uh, alien crashes on his planet and says, take this, you know? Yeah. It's literally Green Lantern. And so he goes on this journey to find the planet. Right. Yeah. And it's a lot more interesting than finding Atlantis, at least to me. Where Atlantis, I think, wasn't Atlantis literally just, um, hey, you might be right. I'm going to fund this. Go find it. Right. Where yes. this is... There was a rich guy that wanted, that said, yes, you can go look now. Yeah. Where this is um, a, a, a boy trying to make his mom proud while also fueling his um, urge for adventure and also kind of, kind of, at the beginning, he's kind of pr- trying to prove that he doesn't need anyone. And by anyone, he means a father figure. Yes. Yes. Which we'll probably get into a little mm-hmm. bit more. But but yeah, the this, this movie has a lot more weight. And I think, yeah, plot is already better, in my opinion. Yes, me too. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, is his name Jim? Name Jim. Is? Yes. yes, Jim. He's not the best main character. Let's start there. But yeah. he is quite memorable, and he has some great moments. Mem- memorable, fun, um, not very complex. No, yeah, not at all. But that opening scene where he's sky surfing—that is so cool. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Mixed with the music, it looks... and the voice acting. Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, I didn't. I looked it up at the end of the movie, and my jaw dropped. Yes, Joseph Gordon-Levitt knows how to scream. Yeah, because genuinely, that's all he does in that scene. But it's so captivating. He does good. Yes. Again, that's probably my favorite scene in this movie. Right. Is that opening scene? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It's a, I for a movie that has not like, um, stand the test of time has not stood the test of time as other Disney movies. It has a Disney magic moment. Exactly. And it's that moment. I I agree. I don't get why this movie isn't, like, why Disney doesn't love it more. Yeah, this has the Black Cauldron thing going on. It does. Oh. So you just reminded me that Black Cauldron is a movie, and I'm mad again that it's yeah. not like, better Like, even reviewed. we forgot about it. Yeah. And it's so good. It's so good. It is a great movie, and so is Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet's really good, too. Okay. Yes. And... I this movie also shares with Atlantis. I love the characters. Mm-hmm. All the characters are fun and great designs. I agree, and kind of a twist on transparent villain ish. Yes, we'll this get, is we'll get there. I guess uh, let's get there now. Let's get there because I think that's the the meat of this whole story. We're supposed to see that Silver is an unpredictable character. Yeah, I think we we're supposed to know right off the bat that Silver. Isn't he literally just called Long John Silver in this? Yeah. Long John Silver is, um, he's the bad guy. But, kind of. But, but, Long John, yeah. See? Long John Silver grows. He's such an interesting and unpredictable character that his whole dynamic with Jim is the heart of this movie by far. Long John Silver said something in this movie that literally describes him as a character. It is when Jim asked him what happened to his limbs, uh... And he sadly says, kind of melancholy, says, 
you sacrifice some things chasing a dream. Which is his whole... Silver is essentially sacrificing the relationship he's building with Jim in pursuit of Treasure Planet. Exactly. It's so good. I loved it. Yeah, that is such good stuff right there. Um, yes, and then... Let's talk about some of the supporting characters. What, okay. Um, I forget the dog guy's name. I like him, though. Yep, I like him. I can always get behind a bubbling, like, kind of um, oblivious scholar character, British scholar character. <laughs> we ha- Why do we have so many of those? It's a weird trope that we as Americans love for some reason. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I want you to think of every talent show we have, and I want you to think of, like, how many British... People are on those, like, panels. All of them. Yep. Every single one we have. Uh-huh. Good point. Yes. Um, we have Amelia, who's the uh, cat. Is, is that her name? I never caught her name. Amelia. She is just cool. Yeah. She's honestly one of my favorite of all of the Disney, like, strong female characters we've had. Uh, even though she doesn't do much, kind of like a lot of other ones. She doesn't do much, but she... Kicks butt at what she does. I like what I like it when she's on screen. I'm not. Yeah, me too. I don't think she's a negative character at no. all. No, um, we get the uh, morph. Is that his name? Mor- oh, the little ball thing. Yes. Yeah, morph. Yeah, I love morph. Morph was fun. I don't know how I felt about him popping up as Jim's head, little tiny version of Jim's heads. Yeah, that was a thing. Definitely shocking and yeah. awesome. Um, Long John Silver, which I could go on forever about him as he's, a character. He's one of the best characters. Um, um, by the way, Doppler, name of a dog, British. Ah, uh, Doppler, that makes sense. Um, then we also have Scroop, which is the villain character. The, the crab thing? Yes. Mm. The one who, uh, murders the, the strong guy. I Arrow. think his name's Mr. Arrow. Mr. Arrow. Yeah. First... Yes. Yeah, Comments about that. Script uh, murders Mr. Arrow. Uh, I liked him. I really liked his uh, voice acting. Yes. Really fit the character. Both both Scroop and Mr. Arrow. Mr. Had, Arrow. I like Mr. Arrow a lot. We had great voice acting there. So yeah, this is a movie, again, just like Atlantis, with really cool characters. Don't forget Ben. I did forget Ben. I hate Ben. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> I don't inherently have anything against Martin Short. So why was Martin Short in this? Because he's typecast. He's always playing roles like that. That's fair. Robots, things. In all seriousness, though, Ben literally comes out of nowhere. Like literally nowhere. Like and they literally find him in the middle of the like the woods, right? Yeah. Yeah. And adds essentially nothing. Kind of. Like not. <sighs> he's kind of like, oh yeah, but it's gonna explode. <laughs> oh yeah, I hold valuable information. Oh, I was supposed to tell you that the whole planet was going to explode? Yeah. What? And that's what he does. And then he Martin Shorts the rest of the time. Exactly. But um, yeah. Probably the biggest negative for me in this movie is Jim's haircut. <laughs> the the weird kind of back cut, but also rat tail. <laughs> Honestly, though, um, it's a movie that... Uh, by the way, hour 38 again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. cool. It does slow down at parts. It doesn't quite know the point it's trying to make at some points. Mm. Okay. But aside from that, I really do like it. See, I really loved 
the dynamic between Jim and Long John Silver. That's the, obviously the best part. I That is just so cool. The obvious villain having to struggle with his villainy. Exactly. It was just really good. My only negative is genuinely Ben. Yeah, really? I did yeah. not. I did I, not. I can support you there. Ben just came out of nowhere and started contributing to the plot. Yeah. It just didn't feel natural to me. That's true. Also, uh, back when we were talking about Fantasia 2000, there's also flying whales in this movie. Yes, there are flying whales in this. Yes. It's a cool scene. Flying space whales, yeah. Um, and then I feel like you would love uh, the theme song that's playing during the montage. I feel like you love that song, don't you? Yeah, I meant to look up, look it up. I totally forgot to. I dig that, though. I knew you would. Yeah. It's your type of song. Definitely. You would that like early it. 2000s soft rock yeah. kind of. Yeah. I knew you liked it. Oh, me. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's about all I have to say about Treasure Planet. Um, I also have to say I kind of like the, it's not a lot, lot, but the world building. Oh, yeah. Um, it's done well. The spaceport being a moon. And the world, like, world felt really alien. Yeah. I like it. I liked it a lot. That's true. This movie does have some good world and character building. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked it a lot. Me too. Yeah. So what did you rate it? So this is tied uh, with New Groove for me. So 77 again. 89. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I really liked it. 10 above me again, pretty much. This is truly, like, you made a great example, The Black Cauldron. This mm -hmm. is a great movie that I'm surprised doesn't get more recognition. Yeah, this movie has almost no recognition. I feel like whenever, whenever this movie gets brought up, everyone's like, oh, I love that movie. Yeah. So I don't but get why. Where is it among the talk of Emperor's New Groove, Lion King, Cinderella? Where is it? It's n almost nowhere. It's weird. I don't get it. It's weird. Um... But I think we have a lot more to talk about still. Are we going to take our break? We want to take a break? We're taking a break. We're taking a break. For you guys, it'll be one second, though, so don't worry. And we're back. All right. So, the next movie we are talking about is Brother Bear. This is one of my favorite Disney movies. Me too. I love this movie so much. This is such a good one. Um, people don't know or like this movie the way they should. Exactly. That is a fact. This movie is so underappreciated. It really is. It's so magical and heartbreaking and beautiful and funny. It's all of it. It's so, it's so good. Yeah, I don't know where to start with that. Me neither. Let's, I really don't. Let's try somewhat at the beginning. Uh, let's, I guess, talk about the dynamic of the three brothers. I yeah. Guess. So I guess we have a situation where we have the youngest brother. Uh, uh, how's it pronounced? Kenai. Kenai. Kenai, who is, mm, um, a go-getter kind of hothead. Um, just a. Most stereotypical teenage like kid you probably could come up with. Yes. Uh, the middle brother who is a hothead for a very different reason though, um, and then we have the wise older brother. Exactly. You, if you could think of like a three brother dynamic in another movie, it's probably this. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, they have a pretty good dynamic. I like their scenes together. They all interact really well. They feel like brothers. Exactly. It definitely feels like the older brother is the one that has 
who basically had to be a parent and loves them as brothers, but also is tired of his yeah of them fighting secondary kids. Yeah. yeah, yep. It feels very genuine. Um, and the basic of the basic of this movie is of Kenai having to learn perspective and learning to love and kind of maturing as well. All of it, yeah. All of it, yeah. The situation that he's put in forces him to look at things in a different way. Because, boy, does it hit the fan for him. He first gets the bear of love, which everyone makes fun of him for. Then he accidentally messes up. Sorry, to clarify, it's a totem. (laughs) Yeah, and he doesn't get an actual bear of love. Yes, he gets a little totem bear. Yeah, thank you for (laughs) You're you're welcome. Uh... But then the salmon basket is stolen, which I feel his middle brother. What is his deny? Deny. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Um. None of this would have happened if his middle brother hadn't given him a hard time about it. Yep. That's that might be my one of my only negatives, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um. He kills. You know, he kills out of hatred and frustration. Um. Which then. Get someone he hurts. No, that comes later. Yes. I'm all over the place. You're all, you are all over the place. Yes. There's a bear. There's a bear. Yes. And um, immediately just anger from Kenai. Mm-hmm. And he ends up killing the bear while we're both all over the place. We, I really just want to retell this movie because I love this movie so much. But his, basically he loses his brother. He blames the bear and everyone else blames the bear. Well, no. He goes to get revenge, and he kills out of hatred. And so his brother, now a spirit, puts him in a situation where he must learn to love and see from a different perspective. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, the source of said perspective uh, comes from the bear. The being, little bear. Being turned into a bear. Yep. And seeing, and hanging out with little Coda. With little Coda. Coda's the cutest guy ever. And... Coda is the offspring of the bear that uh, Kenai murdered. Which you don't realize till later. Yes. That comes way later. That comes way later. Also forces um, his perspective because uh, Coda keeps bringing up how scary the humans are. Where on the other side, Kenai keeps thinking about how scary bears are. I love that scene where he says, those monsters are really scary, especially with those sticks. And Kenai has that look of, oh, wow. Yes. I I am that monster. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then Kenai tries to say something along the lines of bears are monsters. And Coda's like, well, I'm not a monster. You're not a monster. And Kenai's like, well, yeah. shut up, kid. Exactly. Yeah. It, I love this movie. There's so much good about it's it. It's so mad. Like, it feels a lot like Lion King. And, like, there's not a lot of comparisons. It just feels like Lion King in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, visuals. Oh I my love the goodness. Visuals. The visuals are amazing. When the northern lights uh, come out, I guess. The northern lights, like the spirit lights. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's all so beautiful. It looks so great. The only I wish we had seen a little more of that. And one of the biggest complaints about this movie is the animation. Did you know that? I was looking on the Rotten Tomatoes reviews saying that the, it's nothing spectacular for Disney, the animation. Are you kidding? I don't get it. That movie is beautiful. It is so good. 
when it's not just really nice, beautiful, well-done landscapes and, like, just nature. It's amazing lights set to, like, beautiful music. And see, every time... I know. Uh, every time uh, he transforms, that's a Disney magic moment for me. Every Into time, a bear? Every time, yes. Mm-hmm. The first time and the kind of second time. For me, it's when he pokes the light and the light just kind of spreads out. Yes, that's oh, what I mean, too. It's so good. I don't get it. I really don't get it. This, there genuinely see, feels like there's something just oddly against this era in general. Exactly. Like, blindly against it. I don't get it. Because it's, it's not the Renaissance era. I wonder if that really did... I wonder what it'd be like if reviews were today. Exactly. Um, but yeah, one of my favorite movies. I grew up with this one. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I love the relationship between Coda and Kenai. Mm. It's so perfect. I love how they grow together, but they also... Um, um, what's the way I want to put it? The way we watch them grow together, but the way they also kind of... Uh, the conflict is with between the two. Yes. Not directly between the two, but more like what they both are, thematically speaking. And then he decides to stay a bear, I guess. He does. Which is interesting to me. I think it, it, it makes sense to I, me. I think it's a little bit of a conflict of what he was trying to learn. It, do you know what I'm trying to say? I think if, I do. Trying to learn. What do you mean by trying to learn? If this was a straightforward movie, he would become a human and let bears roam around, kind of like How to Train Your Dragon. Oh! They would coexist. He would teach them, instead of running off with the bears and still staying away from the humans. Mm. That's actually a good point. That Because he, he doesn't get a chance to... Uh, does the brother ever get a chance to tell uh, the entirety of the village that bears are okay? And my brother's a bear, please don't kill him. Does that moment ever happen? We're not shown. I would hope so. Actually, yes. We are shown that? Well, the narrator is him. Yes. Okay. So, and it's portrayed as him telling a story. Got it. Yes. So I, I definitely I definitely see that point of view, and that actually would have been really nice. That mm-hmm. would have been really cool. I mean... See, that's just small negative. That's not really a negative either. It's just a, yeah. a small like step to the side. That's kind of how you would have done it. Mm-hmm. See, I get it. Because the thing is, he learned to love. And in learning to love, he learned how to be a good brother. And he continues that love. I'm not explaining it well, but I see why they did what they did. And he kind of just kind of leaves his old brother for his new brother. See, now that is where I like... I wish they could find a way to resolve that. Yeah, me too. And again, not that big of a negative. And I think your resolution kind of solves that. Because, I mean, I don't think I need to hear my dogs talk to have a good relationship with them. Exactly. But it's okay. I love this movie so much. I still love that. Yeah, that's a good point. So this is going to be an 88 for me. 95 for me. So we're right around the same range. Which I think is pretty close to Tarzan, which is my favorite Disney movie. Yeah, I have a, quite a few movies that are around 90. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is this is up there. This is probably top 10. Right. Okay. Oh, I just have to make note of, of uh, um, um, I'm on, tell everybody I'm on my way by Phil Collins. Yeah. Phil, Phil Collins, Collins just rocks. Nails it again. Once again. Uh, another change of pace. Let's... Are we going to Chicken Little? 
No. Okay. I was about to say. We're going to the 1890s. Home on the Range. Yep. Okay. Home on the Range. Yeah. Would you like to start or can I? You can if you'd like to. I'm good either way. Um. Okay. This movie is not bad. It is not my first choice when picking Disney movies. So this is one of only two that I had not seen before That's this. That's right. Oh my. Okay, you gotta go. I need to hear what you have to say. So the two that I had not seen before this were Fantasia 2000 and this. That's it. Uh, so I was interested to see what I would think. I've seen all of the negative reviews. And I think that this one is very underrated. I liked so much about this. Right. Okay, yeah. I didn't think it was a great movie. Yeah. I barely think it was good. <laughs> yeah. But I barely think it was good. I think it does not deserve the hate it gets. Yeah. I think that it's a perfectly capable, fine movie. That is the best way to describe it. It is a perfectly fine, acceptable... We need to find something to watch for Saturday family movie night. See, I don't... I Another one where I don't get the negative reviews. What are some negatives? I didn't look into this one. Other than cast. It's not exactly a kid's movie. The plot is not exactly for kids. About bounty hunters and about selling cows. And, and yeah, uh, stolen property. Yeah. That's a negative that I wrote. In all fairness, Lion King is also Hamlet. Exactly. Good point. I Yeah. Another negative that I put is it's not exactly memorable. It's not. And that Disney villain. It's another villain that's just a Disney villain. Yeah. He's evil for being a Disney villain. So evil for evil's sake can work, but it needs to be done in a very specific way. Whatever his name is doesn't do it. Slim. Slim, yeah. He's very similar to the villain from Rescuers Down Under. I'm not just saying that because they're both westerns. <laughs> they're both just evil. Yeah, they're they both just kind of evil. Yeah. yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, there are some characters that really hit for me, some that really missed. Like, I don't even think I really like our main character. What's her name? Um, one of them. Oh, my goodness. We have Maggie. We have Miss... Um, I think Maggie's the main character, isn't she? Is it Maggie? It's Grace, Maggie, Miss... Miss... You're not going to... I'm not going to be able to help Missy, you. or whatever. Um, I didn't love Maggie. But I do think that these are very wonderful and talented voice actors and actresses in this movie. Oh, did great. Yeah. We got Steve Buscemi, and he literally, the character looks just like Steve Buscemi. See, they just, they just wanted to put Steve Buscemi in. I gave him clown college for this. The funniest part of the whole movie. So One funny. of the funniest parts. But this has a really good voice cast. It does. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. It's I like the Western setting. It was really unique for Disney. Mm -hmm. I don't get why this is considered one of the worst Disney movies ever. I don't get it. Um, I Yeah, I think, like we were saying earlier with... We were kind. Of, we kind of touched on it earlier with what these movies would review, be reviewed today. I think people often look at these with a very specific lens, and it doesn't fit within that lens. Got it. Which is why people will review it negatively. It's not a terrible movie. I. It is significantly better than, like, say, Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. That that movie. It's better than what are some other kid movies? That's not Disney. But you get what I'm trying to say. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I think it just doesn't meet a very, what people expect. No. Yeah. That's about all I have to say about it. 
for me, it again was like the best part was uh some of the characters. Um, why am I freaking forget a uh, Buck? Mm-hmm. I love Buck. I would watch a movie about Buck just trying to be the horse of the greatest bounty hunter ever. Yeah, like that alone was like that was probably my favorite part of the whole movie, and him having to decide, do I live up to my hero or do I do what's right? Yeah, yeah, I did like that quite a bit. Um, you know, kind of just like a cute little story for him. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the rabbit? The rabbit. <laughs> I, I love the rabbit. Do you? Okay. Yeah, I love the rabbit Good, so me much. Too. Yeah. So yeah, um, that I I wish I had more to say. It's too straightforward of a plot to go too deep into what I liked and disliked. I did really dislike the ending. Did you? I, I mean the immediate ending, oh. like the, like the let's all be happy and wrap things up. Also, here's the buffalo from earlier. He wants to dance. Got it. I hated that. See, I did like mo. I liked the happiness of it. It, okay. Up until the feel good. Yes, I yeah. did. I thought I did feel good at the end. Yeah, I like it's expanded. They saved the ranch or farm or whatever it's mm-hmm. called. Okay. Yeah, this is not a critique nor like a positive. The, the the owner of the ranch did she feel out of place in this movie? Yes. She did not feel like she was from the eighteen hundreds. I'm with you. Okay, good. It's not just me. She literally just felt like she felt like my neighbor, like a few blocks over, yeah. with some property. <laughs> Yep. So, okay. Um, not a bad movie. Watchable. Good family movie. I'm going 63. I'm going 75. How many times are you going to be, like, around 10 above How me? many times are we going to be on exactly the same page but have wildly different, rate like, scores? Too often. Next is Chicken Little. <laughs> chicken Little. Okay. So, everything you just said... <laughs> Welcome back. I'm back. Yes, this is me entering again. I never left. Exactly. Ha ha. Been here the whole time. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say everything you said about Home on the Range is how I feel about Chicken Little. Everything that I said about Home on the Range, I feel about Chicken Little, except for Chicken Little's worse. <laughs> that, that was really good. Okay. Yes. Not, I, that, not that this is a terrible movie, I just think it's not good. I think, I, I personally found it really enjoyable. I really liked the character dynamics between Chicken Little and the dad. I liked that. I do not like him and his friends. I like his friends, except for Runt. Yeah. Runt is I, the only reason this movie's not higher. I don't like the duck or the pig, personally. I like Abby. I, I, oh, you do? I think Abby's fun. I can see that, but not for me. That's, yeah. Why not exactly? Um, this is yet another classic no-one-believes-the-main-character story. Yeah, those get old, don't they? Those are hard to watch. But, yeah, <laughs> don't get me started on Toy Story. Toy Story makes me mad. I, we will get there when we talk about Pixar. That Mr. Potato, so mad. Mr. Potato Head is the antagonist of that movie. Yep. It's not Sid, it's Mr. Potato it's not, it, Truly, it is. But we'll get there when we talk about Pixar. I also think there's a slight downgrade in animation in this one. I don't know why. As opposed to... Pixar? I don't know. Because mm. they're trying to do the 3D model. They are. It just doesn't look as good here. Yeah, they the, Disney Animation clearly didn't know exactly what they were doing yet. Yeah. yeah. I think it's funny. The duck's funny. I think... Points. I will. I really like Abby personally. I like fish out of water. I hate runt. Um, okay, I like one one joke, I guess, from Runt, which is where it sounds like 
the spaceships are <laughs> making noise and then it's just him eating the corn. He's like, it's just I am a nervous eater. Yeah, that's actually, that's fair. Yeah. Yep. I liked that. That made me chuckle. Yeah. So, we have, okay, we have the story of Chicken Little adapted in a very weird way, as in he literally is hit in the head with UFO debris. Mm-hmm. No one believes him. And first off, it is not Chicken Little's fault that you all reacted this way. Exactly. It is not his fault. Um, but anyways, and the whole dynamic is him and his dad are the town laughing stock, and that kind of puts a strain on their relationship. And it's about Chicken Little trying to build his relationship with his dad. Exactly. I have a question for you. Okay, a common, ask me. A common complaint about this movie is that Chicken Little's dad is just a bad dad. At points. At points. I think he he doesn't handle some of the things in the best way. Because you can still support your son in front of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because... Correct. Isn't there a part where he literally like joins in on the hatred towards his son a little I, bit? I think there's that one point where he literally says, son, I don't believe you. Right. Like, in front of the whole world. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's different ways to handle that. See, I, I mean, I agree, but that a lot of people kind of cite it as why this is a bad movie. That's the point. Yes, exactly. Is he's not a good father, but he learns. Exactly. That's why at the end, it's, like, over-exaggerated. Like, he, he like, over-exaggerated, like, I believe you. I Whatever you say, I'm going to follow you. Yep. Even though he's obviously uncomfortable. That's the point. He he wants to be a better better father. Right now, he just isn't. Yep. And I again, I'm with you. Yeah. Some of the best parts in this movie are those parts with him and his dad. Yeah. And the fish. <laughs> the fi- I love fish. Me too. It's fish is great. I don't even get what he's doing, but when it's roll call and they call fish out of water and just <laughs> and just lowers himself and the sheep is like quiet. What? <laughs> It's just funny, This movie is so random. It is very random. This is just like um, ones I've talked about before. This is a very flawed movie. It's a very flawed movie. There are so many... I don't know if plot holes is the right word, but it wraps up very weirdly, and it's very poorly paced. I think... I, as someone who grew up with this movie, and I do genuinely love this movie, dumb, dumb resolution. Yeah. It wraps up way too quickly. My bad. Misunderstanding. Both during... And after the invasion, it just wraps up way too quickly and weird. It so, does. It yeah. It um. The the meat of the story is a father son relationship, and they focus on that. But while this alien plot is going on, yeah, it just doesn't balance itself very well. And also, there's like a what seems like two hour long baseball scene. Coming from a baseball fan... I actually meant to ask you that. What did you think of that scene? So, again, I kind of grew up with this one, too. Mm-hmm. But coming from a big baseball fan... Gosh, that scene lasted forever and was so boring. It is a big chunk of the movie. So boring. Yeah. And then, like, they forgive him for lying because he's good at baseball or something? <laughs> yeah. What the heck? Suddenly, yeah. This movie should have been so much better. It, it just... Oh, it's all there, and it's there enough to make it enjoyable, but you can't... You you see it. Also, I hate the mayor. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. also hate the end credits. What makes you hate the end credits? I just... I don't like Runt to any degree. Like, truly. Got it. And Runt singing Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Um, I just didn't need that in my life. 
Honestly, once the credits started, I paused it and turned it off. But Th- that's fair. You, I, I should have done the same. So yeah, this is going to be a 56 for me. 56. Okay. My nostalgia definitely rubs off on this. I gave it a 93. Oh my god. I really like this movie. <laughs> I really like that's it. so high. I like it. I like it a lot. I believe you. I liked it more than Fantasia 2000. Yeah. I like this more than Dinosaur. Me too. That's about it. By a hefty lot, yeah. Okay. Okay. We're getting close now. What's, yeah, what's next? I think we only have two more. Yep, we have two more. We have Bolt. What's the other one? Uh, first up, we have Meet the Robinsons. Okay. Then Bolt. Okay. Um, I literally wrote no notes, so. So, um, Meet the Robin. again, no studio or anyone makes something in regards to, this is the end of Blinky Blink era, you know, except for Marvel. Um, yeah, except Marvel. This is where this era should have ended, though. Why do you say that? I think I loved, I love the, it's got its flaws, which I think we'll get into, but it just felt like a perfect closing point. It just kind of keep moving forward. The message that we're that's beat into our head. Literally, I think literally. It, I think it's a beautiful way it to just wrap something up. Like yes. I, I no, I get it. Yeah, I, I I'm with you. I don't know how to. The thoughts are there. I just can't form them. That's true. M- me as well. <laughs> me as well. So I'm very biased towards this movie. You love this movie, don't you? Yes. Like you grew up with it. I grew up with this very much so. And I'm biased for many reasons. Uh, we'll get into that towards the end, I guess. Um, I love so much about I don't even know where to start. I love so much about it. Yeah. I love the scenes in the present. I love the scenes in the past. And I love the scenes in the future. Mm-hmm. Scenes in the past being um, him traveling back to see when his mom dropped him off. Right. So much about this movie is great. Uh, the friendship uh, in the movie is done really well. Yeah. Again. And not a Disney villain, because he's not just evil. No. Which was good. I yeah. liked that he was actually a villain with a real motivation. Okay, so I have opinions about the villain. Oh, go for it. Yeah. Um, I feel like... Hmm, there was just some scenes that played him a little too much as a joke. True. Like the one very specific scene where it's like, they all hated me, and the flashback clearly shows that no one hated him. Yeah, exactly. I, that paints him, to me, that paints him in a not a light that they wanted him to be seen as. I think it would have been better if it was like he actually ended up being hated. Yeah. But. No, he's a, great. In the grand scheme of things, that's a nitpick. He's one of my favorite modern Disney villains, actually. Yeah. And all the scenes in the future look really great. Oh, so The fun. animation. And we have a pretty interesting main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good music. Yeah. Again, I'm just listing things I like because I didn't take notes because I literally didn't need to. I've seen it so many times. Right. Yeah. How about you say stuff and I can bounce off? Okay. Um. Let's start with... Um. Wow, this is a heartbreaking character. Oh, yeah. Who, like... How easy is it to just make a character that's brilliant and just wants to, like, self-discover something? He wants a family. 
Exactly. That is, it's such a heart, and he, you know, families don't quite understand him, and his machines aren't quite working yet either, but he's clearly brilliant. Things just aren't working out for him. It's heartbreaking. It's so hard to watch it's at the beginning. It's so sad. I feel so bad for him. Yeah. And then, I, I, yeah, it starts out on a very sad note. Um, I, it took some adjustment to, for me, for some reason, once we started getting into time travel. But once we've really jumped into future, oh boy, this movie's awesome. Oh yeah, it's movie's so, so fun and stupid, I love it. Despite the future being that futuristic when he looks maybe 15 years older. <laughs> yeah, true. Spoiler alert, you oh. see him in the future. Yeah, spoiler alert. His um, friend is his son. The main character is Tom Selleck, yeah. <laughs> that was one of my favorite jokes. What does he look like? Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. And Tom Selleck is voicing his older self. That is the that is so That's funny. Brilliant. So funny. That makes me wonder where in like production was Tom Selleck. Did they know it was going to be Tom Selleck the whole time? Well, Did yeah. They, just say, they must have. Like, I love it. But I love that kind of goofy, over the top like future. I I always find that really fun. His family's crazy absolutely crazy. and i love it me too it is just wacky goofy fun it's just a good time yeah it really is um despite being an hour and 38 minutes i think this one goes by so fast it does this movie feels like chunks like this is act one act two act three and it goes by quick it does i some of the best oh my goodness it's just so funny when Lewis is first introduced to the future and he meets the whole family and then Wilbur like interrogates him about the family. And he, and he lists it all like perfectly because he's smart. He's a smart kid. What, what was the line? Um, who are the twins related to? We don't know. <laughs> That's so funny. And there's uh, uh, the, the aunt who's a puppet and you're like, is she? And he gestures with his hand like a puppet and he's like, Krabby? Yes. yes. <laughs> so funny. It's so funny. It's so good. I don't know. I just appreciate this wacky future. Yeah, me too. Um, and we get a semi-intense third act where uh, the main character gets to see a future that's overrun by um, his roommate. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I kind of liked it. And his roommate is literally about to sign what's going to change the future. Yeah. And, you know, it's just literally a race against time. And it's fun to see. It's, yeah, that is also a sad moment when, like, um, he stops his old roommate, which he ruined his roommate's life to some degree. Um, he kept him up. He fell asleep during the baseball game. He, he lost the game for everyone. No one liked him, and he w fell into despair, and his plot was, oh, I'm going to ruin his future. Exactly. But when he stops him, and they kind of make amends, and Lewis is like, has Wilbur try to bring him into the family and he just gets nervous and runs away. Yeah. That hits me hard. Yeah. Literally it shows him love and compassion. Exactly. Because to him, like these are the people responsible for all of this. Ruining his life. Essentially. Like, literally. They caused him to break so bad. He's wearing the same clothes he wore when he was eight. Y yes. Yeah. The same baseball outfit. And Yeah. There's so many good emotional moments in this movie. And then the real meat of it hit when, Lu for me, when Lewis actually met his future self. 
And I think we've all had that moment where we thought about what we'd say to our younger self. And even if I didn't directly correlate with like, well, what specifically with that was going on? Because they were talking about family and always moving forward. Yeah, yeah, that situation of going back in time and talking to your past self, that just hit hard. Yes, exactly. Maybe it's just me, but I couldn't help but think about what would I say, you know? No, that, I'm with you. That's me. Yeah, so I'm definitely personally. Um, one of my only negatives from this movie would have to be how the family treats him when they know who he is. So I actually, do they realize who he is or do they just realize he's from the past? They realize who he is. Okay. Because he looks identical. But yes. yeah. They know who he is and they're immediately mad and ask him to go. Like, I feel like an explanation would be fantastic. Yeah. Or a lie. Well, an explanation because it's going to get explained anyways. Exactly. So. Anyway. Yeah. Keep moving forward. It also felt, you keep moving forward. It also felt out of character. Yeah, it did. That was, yeah, that's a a little gripe I had, but yeah. Um, oh, and just when his life starts coming together, he gets adopted. Yeah. Little Wonders by Rob Thomas starts playing. I, I want you to know, I've been listening to Little Wonders since then. That's a good I've been song. emotional, man. That is such a good song. Little Wonders by Rob Thomas. These Small Hours, it's such a good song. Oh my god. So, I'm biased towards this film because I have two adopted siblings, if you if you didn't catch on to that. Mm -hmm. Yes. That is a big reason why I'm very biased towards this movie mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. My brother, uh, we went through a really long process to adopt my brother, and yeah. So, that's another big part of why I love this movie. Right, absolutely. A message that hits close to home for you. Oh, and the funny T-Rex. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I love how every... He's such a like idiot in this that even his minions are just like, hey, I don't think you thought this out. And he just keeps getting mad. Yeah. It is funny. When the frog's like, I didn't think <laughs> I don't think this plan was thought out. Yeah. I yeah. See, I enjoyed his yeah, I, I don't know. I liked his character. It literally is that one little scene that I think kind of undermines who he's supposed to be. Yeah. But again, a nitpick. It doesn't ruin him as a whole. Exactly. Um, but this movie, whether it did it the best or not, it made me feel very emotional and it's message at the end of just keep moving forward. I would have been a great way to end this era. So this is, yeah, this is very much one of my favorite Disney movies and one of my favorite movies in general. Yeah. This, this is a 90 for me. This is an 89. Yes, I'm higher. <laughs> This is only my second time watching it. The first time was in theaters when it came out, which would wow. have been 2005. Seven. Seven. I was eight. Last time I watched this movie was when I was eight. That's crazy. Yeah. I've seen it two trillion times. I need to watch it more. Like, man. literally, I think I've seen it five times since our last podcast. It felt, man, that that movie just felt really good. And then we have Bolt. And then we have Bolt, which I would, you should start. I should start. I guess the characters learned something. I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I did. Mm. Not for anything super deep. It's just fun and dumb. It is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. I will not 
I'm sorry. No, I will not say that this is a good movie. Like, it, it, a good, air quote, movie. This, However, I have fun. This is genuinely one of my least favorite animated movies ever. <laughs> really? Yeah. I would just love to hear everything you have to say. Okay. <clears throat> How do you make a dog unlikable? Let's start there. Um, cast John Travolta. Um, <laughs> cast John Travolta. Good point. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the main character. The only characters I like are Penny and her mom. That's about it. I like Mittens. I don't like Mittens that no, much. No, okay. But I think she has some moments. Uh, great voice acting, by the way. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, they picked a point, perfect voice uh, for Mittens. Oh, amazing. I loved it. But, great performance. again, not my favorite character. I think the hamster's annoying. What's his name? Rhino? Rhino. Rhino can heck off. Yeah. I don't care for Rhino. Um, the most boring Disney villains of all Disney villain history. That being there is none. They're just literally agent. They're Matrix agents, literally. Are there even... Like, are there any villains? Well, I guess the other Bolt. The other Bolt. Yeah, I mean, no one... There's antagonists, but there are no real villains. There's Mindy from the network. There's Mindy from the... What? Mindy from the network. The the one who's Oh, like... Mindy. Okay, wait. Isn't there actually a show called... Like, something along the lines of that? Like, Mindy from something? I Possibly. Okay. Mindy from the network, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess she's the... I guess she would be the villain. The closest thing to the villain. Anyway, anything that could be a villain is really boring. Is re- Yeah. Okay. That's all I have to say. That's all, it. yeah. Um. Okay. Um. The ending is happy, so yay. Okay. Let's start with, first... I think I would genuinely rather watch a the TV show that they make. Yes. Bolt, Bolt is an actor for a TV show. I would genuinely have, have ra- rather watch... Oh my goodness, thank you. Yeah. Rather watch the thing that Bolt was in rather than the actual Bolt movie. Yes, correct. I'm and with also, you. I would have also rather have watched the end credits. What's the end credits? Oh, it's just like a 2D animated, like kind of... It almost reminds me of Clifford... The big red dog and the way that it's animated. Okay. Um, and it was really cute. And I would have rather watched like that. It... I will say that. That the opening scene where they're pretending it's real life, they don't reveal that it's a movie or show yet. That's pretty cool. That would have been a great fake out if no one knew what the movie was about. I wish. Yeah. That would have been so cool. That almost probably, yeah. I, that yeah. probably would have saved it a little bit more for me, honestly. Right. Or would have made me hate it more. I don't know. <laughs> that, that would have been funny. I really hate this movie, so I'm finding hard, good things to talk about. I think... But again, like I said, right when we first started talking about it, I guess that the characters learn something. I guess Bolt sort of learns something. Bolt learns that he doesn't need to be super to be a hero. Right. He's a hero to someone. Which I get it. I get it. And I also get the, the journey of self-discovery. I get... Yeah. And it's also a... A road trip movie to an extent too. It it doesn't settle in anything though. Yeah, it's just kind of a good way to pass the time if you're a child. Yeah, you know the thing. This is like Chicken Little, at least. But at least Chicken Little was funny, right? I didn't laugh at all during. No, this both. one has very little humor. No, I enjoyed like I liked Mittens personally. I really. 
but nothing anyone did was funny. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, my, my enjoyment comes from it being just a simple, dumb cartoon. Got it. Genuinely. Yes. And if I can turn, if I turn off my brain, I really can just get behind a dumb cartoon, which is how I kind of went about this. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause let me look at my notes, because I feel like there's, okay. Can I ask why you didn't like Mittens? I really like Mittens. I don't know. Um, I don't think that she was as annoying as the hamster, but I also feel like, I don't know, there's not much character there. I don't think. See, and that's the flaw of almost everyone in this, is no See, one... At least the hamster is a fan of Bolt. Yeah. That's something. At least Bolt uh, thinks he's something that he's not. That's something. I don't think that she gets much aside from that. She she gets it very briefly, where she explains how she's, like, why she's a street cat. Like, you know. Right. She was abandoned just one day by her owners, which creates this conflict where she thinks Bolt is gonna leave, leave her. Right. Yeah. So, but, to clarify, I like her a lot better than the hamster. Yes. Because she at least has some good moments with, uh, character moments with Bolt. Yeah. A little bit. So, yeah. I, I, if you ask why I don't like the hamster, he's annoying. He's annoying. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know how to describe this type of character, but any character like Rhino, I immediately hate. Yeah. I don't... Who's another character like that? I feel like that's why I didn't like Mole in Atlantis. Okay, I guess that I makes just sense. I did not. No, yeah, Rhino can heck off. And the one from Chicken Little. And Runt, Runt, yeah, Runt from Chicken Little. Basically, the obnoxious side character. Yeah, that makes sense. The obnoxious sidekick. And you also aren't the biggest fan of Timon and Pumbaa, right? Timon and Pumbaa just don't. They they just fall short a little bit. I like them. They just fall short. Got it. Um. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It, this movie is definitely best when you just kind of shut your mind off and enjoy a cute cartoon. Maybe you're watching it with your little sibling or relative or something. Yeah, I might like it a little bit more if I do that. Yeah, truly. But yeah, definitely not the best. I'm going with 48. 48. See, and I gave it an 89 because I... That's <laughs> well, so high. I Again, I shut off my mind. I was like, oh, this is a dumb, cute cartoon. Do you think that Bolt is as good as Meet the Robinsons? Oh, wait, no, not Meet the Robinsons. What did I rate Meet the Robinsons? I think I did 89. Yeah. Actually, is... yeah, even when I shut off my mind, that doesn't... Oh, wait, I forgot I changed my mind. Oh, okay. No, it's like an 88. <laughs> <laughs> so slightly less slightly. than Meet the Robinsons. No, and I mean, I don't know why I'm being so gracious to Bolt, because Bolt is not great at all, but at least it's passable. Okay. I could watch Bolt again. I don't... I will never watch Dinosaur again. Unless, again, another younger relative wants to watch it. Right. Alright, so, let's get yes. to rankings. Okay, cool. I'm so excited because most people are all, all over the place and I want to know what people think of our list. Yes. Because oh, I man. feel like we're kind of similar. Yeah, I feel like when we get towards the later end, we're gonna differ, but... So, my number... There's 11, right? Yes. My number 11 is Bolt. Dinosaur. My number 10 is Dinosaur. My number 10 was Home on the Range. Yeah. Again, I think it's a little underrated. My number 9 was Chicken Little. 
Number nine was Atlantis. And then my number eight is Home on the Range. Number eight is Bolt. Okay. We're sort of on the same wavelength, I guess. My number seven is Fantasia 1999. So technically, I have a tie for Treasure Planet and Meet the Robinsons. Okay. Yes. And then my number six is Atlantis. And then I have a tie at five and four with Treasure Planet and New Groove. Okay. My number five was Fantasia, which I honestly almost might want to change my list. Because this doesn't feel right now, but... Got it. And your number four? Lilo and Stitch. Got it. My number three is Lilo and Stitch. Number three, Chicken Little. That's wow. complete nostalgia. I understand. I get it. You can I hate get me. it. I don't hate you. My number two is Brother Bear. My number two is New Groove. And then my number one is Meet the Robinsons. My number one is Brother Bear. Right. Nostalgia played a big role for us, didn't it? Yes, it did. Like, well, yeah. Look at us. Brother Bear is our number two and one. No, Brother Bear, we, you and I agree on very heavily. But again, I do like Meet the Robinsons just a little bit more than Brother Bear. Totally. Yeah. And I'm sure I would, too, if I grew up with it. That's true. I definitely grew up with Meet the Robinsons. Yeah. All right, let's get into the nonsense, I guess. I love hearing the numbers. Let's get to the numbers. So, this is officially the lowest rated era we have gone over. Which I think is unfortunate. I know there's a lot of misses, but man. Yeah, I don't get it. So in last place, so since there's two ties, in ninth place, Home on the Range has a critic score of 4.7 out of 10. Jesus. So low. Listen, I can understand it being last. That's too low. That's so low. Well, okay, don't get too angry. Next up is Chicken Little with 4.8 out of 10. Jesus. So barely better. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Okay. All right. So number seven is dinosaur. Okay. Listen, dinosaurs. No. No. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Continue. I will continue. (laughs) So that has a full, that is a full one better, higher score than Chicken Little. It has a 5.8 instead of a 4.8. Dinosaur 5.8, Chicken Little 4.8. That's wrong, but okay. Number six is Atlantis, apparently. Okay, fair enough. Okay, sorry. Tied at sixth place is Atlantis and Brother Bear. Wow, that's odd. They both have a 6 out of 10. Brother Bear. Brother Bear with a 6 out of 10 doesn't feel right to me. I always knew, but... Yeah. Then in fifth, we have Meet the Robinsons with 6.9. That's messed up. I know. I can't believe all of these that are ahead of it. I mean, I can believe the number one, but this is crazy. <laughs> in fourth place, we have Treasure Planet with 7.1 out of 10. That feels fair. Yes, it does. That's the one that's felt fair so far. Yeah. In third place, we have Bolt with 7.2. Okay. That's odd. I, I mean, hey, I, if you're watching it like a dumb cartoon like I did, it's enjoyable at least. And this one has the highest Rotten Tomatoes somehow, but really quite medium everything else. So, Rotten Tomatoes is a discussion. Yes, it is. It's all in its own. In second place, we have Fantasia 2000 
Okay. I cannot believe that's second place, if I'm being honest. That's weird. Okay. And in first place, we have a tie with... Oh, sorry. Fantasia 2000 is 7.5 out of 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Bolt was 7.2. I don't know if I said that. Yeah. Tied for first place with an 8 out of 10. Both of them have 8. Emperor's New Groove and Lilo and Stitch. So, tie makes sense. 8 out of 10, I feel like that's low. Yeah, me too. Yeah, for both of those. Okay. Also, 4.8 for Chicken Little. How does that make you feel? That, okay, I accept 100% that not everyone loves that movie, and that it has a lot of flaws. I'm Chicken Little fan. is better than Dinosaur. I would agree, since Dinosaur is my number 10 and Chicken Little is my number 9. Dinosaur is not a good movie! I don't think Chicken Little is a very good movie either. Dinosaur has nothing, though. At least Chicken Little has something. I guess, yeah. A father-son right. dynamic. That's dinosaur true. is. What even is dinosaur? What even is dinosaur? What even is CGI? What even is Bolt? I know you like Bolt more than me, but no, but I mean genuinely, I I keep saying like I enjoy it as just watching something dumb because I can enjoy the characters and the cute art style. But what is Bolt? It's a nothing movie. It's nothing. But I'm very happy that. Uh, New Groove and Lilo and Stitch are tied for first. I think that those are both good movies. Yeah. Despite them being my four and three, but whatever. I think they're... I, I personally believe their score is too low. Trader Plan is the only one that feels completely fair. To me. Yep, personally. I'm with you. Yeah. Dinosaur should be lower. That's all I say. I'm with you. Yeah. Wow, we... I'm not gonna lie. For some reason, I'm surprised that we're already done. I mean, we're almost two hours in, so... We're almost... Oh, wow, look at that. Oh, wow, look at that. An hour 52 before editing. Nice. Um, well, that wraps up this era. We're now going into an era that, as of recording, and even as it, like, will be published, for sure, is still considered one era. Yes. I'm sure eventually we will see a split, though. It's been going on for a while, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, I don't want to bring COVID into the conversation, but I wouldn't be surprised if the start of COVID is when a new era will start, will begin. Right. When I'm things will you. start being labeled like that. Like Raya is going to be, but I'm jumping ahead. Um, we are moving into what is called the modern era, if I remember correctly. We, yes. The most modern that we are. So this is our last era to talk about. It is, which means, again, because the era hasn't quite been separated, um, we're, we're about to talk about a lot of movies. We have so many movies. I almost wonder if we should split it up. Nah. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, we have a lot of movies ahead of us. And also, we're planning a bonus podcast for in between uh, the Disney movies where we're going to talk about uh, maybe some underrated movies that some people haven't talked about. And I'm going to try to come up with some movies that Gunner has never uh, heard of and vice versa and just kind of try to convince them to watch it yeah that's it's gonna be a fun little back and forth uh, podcast coming up now we can't be too polite and just be like yeah sure i'll watch it we gotta we gotta be on gotta think we yeah. gotta be on yeah we gotta we gotta see if we actually want to watch it or not we gotta genuinely try to convince each other exactly so it's unclear if whether that will come out before the modern era or not but i'm guessing it will I think so, especially since we have so many movies to yeah, bust exactly. out. I mean, don't have the list right in front of me, but we have everything from 2007. Sorry, no, 2009. 
2009 and up. Yeah, over 10 years. And there's a lot of movies coming out then. Some years had like three movies come out, so. And a, yeah. We're in for a lot of movies. We got a lot of movies to watch. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if that came out next. Yeah, me too. Um, later down the line, we also... I don't know where that will come, but we still want to do, like, other Disney stuff. We want to do Pixar. Stuff of that nature. And, uh, hopefully do something for our one-year anniversary. Yes, that is... Yes. So... Oh my gosh, that's coming up. Hopefully, like, a throwback, uh, Halloween-type episode, because, uh, one year ago we released our first... Our first episode. one was Halloween. Yep, was was movies we have to watch in October. We'll try to do something a little bit different. Maybe we'll just do like horror movies. Maybe yeah. we'll just maybe we'll do. I don't know. We'll figure something. We'll figure out. something we'll out. Figure but something. it's crazy to me that we're approaching one year. How has a year passed? I have no idea. That's so cool. I love it. Well, then I guess that wraps it up. All right. Just as as always, for anyone who is here listening, thank you, and we appreciate you a million. Um, I have once again and always been Gunner. And this is Sam. Oh, wait. Before I go on, when are we going to have this uh, out? I am hoping to have this out, like, tomorrow as of recording. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together.